Chapter 86 of the Quran is Surah At-Tariq. Probably most of you memorize this surah. <clears throat> it is a relatively short chapter, but it does talk about more than one topic actually. Quite a few important uh, subjects are covered in this very short chapter. The title, the name of this surah comes from the very first opening verse. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions a word from two first verses of this surah. وَالسَّمَاءِ وَالطَّارِقِ وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا الطَّارِقِ مَا الطَّارِقِ So, <clears throat> in a way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself answered uh, this question which means by the sky and the night visitor and what will tell you what the night visitor is. Then Allah says, النجم الثاقب The star of piercing brightness. In a way, this is like an answer to what is at-tariq, what does it mean here? So, the night visitor is a possible translation in English. At-tariq means a night visitor. Uh, in Arabic language, they usually do say that. Uh, you are always a little bit anxious in olden days, okay, of someone coming to your house and knocking on your door, like we say in odd hours, uh, 2 a.m., past 11 p.m. So you always, like the Prophet, he made dua, special dua. Oh Allah, whoever comes to knock on my door late at night, let it be good news. Because oftentimes, usually, when somebody knocks uh, on your door, when it's out of desperation, nowadays the people try to call you on your phones, whatever uh, ways of uh, communicating to you or contacting you. But in olden days, people will just go to your door or window and knock. It will always mean something has happened. Okay? So the Prophet ﷺ made dua like, Oh Allah, don't send me someone at night, a visitor at night, means someone who's going to knock on my residence, uh, on the door, <clears throat> except it is someone that comes with good, with good. Or you can say, good news, glad tidings. Of course, for a true believer, everything that happens in our life, every news that comes to us, in a way we could assume it as good. We could interpret it as good. Even when someone comes to us and tells us or informs us that our uh, loved ones, close relatives, have passed away, uh, of course it's sad news, but it doesn't mean it's bad news. Do you understand? So yes, we can differentiate between sad and happy news, good news, but it doesn't mean that sad news is something bad always. So in a way, the Prophet ﷺ made that dua so that whatever happens, whatever we are informed and told, it always benefits us in one way or another. So hearing of some sad news can also uh, draw you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in a way be a positive message for you. So <clears throat> the commentators, because of that, uh, they didn't want to stick to a very literal explanation and uh, answer as to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here as to what a tariq is. So they offered more than one interpretation, really. So, uh, <clears throat> but in a way, it circulates around this very phrase. So you can either say, 
physically, literally, you take this as a, the star of piercing brightness, and najm, uh, the star, athaqib means very bright. Uh, <clears throat> or you say maybe this is a figure of speech, and it means anything which brings light. You know, anything that can pierce into your heart, for example, and illuminate it. Uh, so they went for that kind of interpretation as well. So they say it refers to a star like the morning star or the light of faith, which pierces through the darknesses of unbelief uh, or some good glad tidings, which, you know, like lightens the air or brings some positive vibes and energy when we are about to fall in despair. So all of that could be understood from An-Najm Al-Thaqib. Anyhow, that is really enough on, this, uh, on the title of the chapter, on the opening uh, few verses. Now, <clears throat> you can take it literally if you wish, uh, because with all honesty, uh, the morning star really is uh, basically bringing you light. Okay, it, 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 in a way like... Uh, it is an indication that, okay, soon after that star, you, you, you see the, uh, the brightness in it, and it's wading and wading away, basically it's bringing more light for you. The day is coming down, yeah? The, the dawn breaks, basically, after that. So you can take it very literally like that, uh, the morning star, or you can say the light of anything which is positive, especially the light of faith, iman because uh, it is the Iman which takes us from the darknesses of misguidance, al-dhulumat, which could be layer upon layer, according to the Qur'an, dhulumatun ba'duha fawqa ba'd, like, and what is, what is the Iman? An-nur, light, it is light, okay? So you can also uh, uh, think of it in a, in a more s- a symbolic way uh, and, and treat it like that. As I said, there are several themes, even though it's a short surah, which are mentioned in this surah. And this surah, this is important, the context, yeah, uh, when it was revealed. Of course, I already told you more or less all those surahs in Juz Amma, they are all early Meccan revelations, with the exception of a few, we'll mention them when we come to them. But this surah in particular, <clears throat> and I think there's one or two other surahs, uh, Al-Ankabut, and maybe one or two other surahs, uh, Al-Qasas, and some other surahs are revealed when the Prophet ﷺ with the early Muslims, and there were not so many then, they were facing the most challenging times. So the commentators say that this surah was revealed in a time of great difficulty uh, when the Prophet ﷺ, he was never obviously falling in despair, but he was like, uh, he, he felt maybe then, you can say sad, and he was worried, properly worried about his followers because there was like a systematic persecution. So they started targeting all those early Muslims who didn't have their clan or tribe to back them up, to support them. So they, they didn't care if, even if they executed them, like basically killed uh, those early Muslims. So the Prophet ﷺ found that very sick and, 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 and very difficult to accept uh, because they, it was done by his own people, by his own relatives. So this surah came around that time 
and it was a kind of uh, reassurance again, okay? So it's a short chapter that was revealed to him probably all at once. Uh, so he, he basically gave him loads of support, reassurance, okay, energy. So in the midst of darkness, <clears throat> like you can say dark clouds were looming over them at that time, a bright star is really a symbol of light and hope. So that's, you know, how, like I said to you, we should, in a way, understand this, because it is more like the Qur'an is revealed as a guide, isn't it, to us, to help us, to guide us in our life. So if I understand how certain stars are and certain heavenly objects work and what they are, it doesn't necessarily benefit me a lot. Yeah, maybe in, in them, in their correlation, in relation to one another, the stars have certain functions which are so critical and important. But how does that translate to us living on this earth? Not necessarily. But when we take it in a more symbolic light, then of course uh, it is as if all those are clear signs from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pointing towards the, towards the one, pointing towards Him. And basically reinstating hope for us. So you can't really fall in despair, proper despair. Although the non-believers back then were secretly plotting against the Prophet himself, and at that time a relatively small Muslim community, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded him and the Muslims then that Allah knows all the secrets. Nothing is hidden from him. Okay, this is what this surah makes very clear. All the secret thoughts and plots. Yeah, like So they are trying to make some secret plans, plotting against you. And Allah says, He's aware of what they are up to. He knows. And He's the best of planners. So imagine how reassuring that is. So the Prophet ﷺ already knew there was some open kind of uh, attacks that, you know, like, they didn't care. They openly attacked certain people. Like I said to you, when they knew that those people are weak, they couldn't retaliate, take some kind of heavy revenge. And with others, that they were a little bit more careful, so they had some secretive plans, okay, plots. So the Prophet ﷺ began to realize that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reassured him by saying, I'm aware, I'm fully aware of each and every plot. This surah was revealed before, like we call it, the major plot, uh, when they planned to murder the Prophet That's like Surah Al-Anfal makes a reference to that, for example, because it's a Medinan revelations later on. But this was revealed before. But they were on their way, actually, basically, to make even that uh, kind of decision. Okay, now we're not going to choose any more means. We will just do whatever we need to. Just finish this message, this call, you know. Finish this man, because if you get rid of the Prophet, ﷺ, his followers uh, will wade away, you know, naturally. Something like that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling the Prophet, ﷺ, know that Allah is aware of all their plots. He will take care of it. He'll protect you from people and their evil eye, uh, their evil plans, all of their plots. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of planner, and he will always have the, you know, the last say, the upper uh, hand. 
So he says uh, he has assigned guardian angels to each soul to watch and record every, their every deed. And we mentioned Kiram and Katibin. And one day all secrets will be revealed. Yeah? So this surah mentions Yawma Tubla Asarair. So one day all the secret plans, all the secrets, I don't know like now what is going on, the new brave world order, or who is in charge, who is behind this bank, who is behind that government, who is behind this war, who is behind that, I don't know. They are secretive people, secretive societies. But the, there will come a day when everything will be revealed, okay? Uh, and there will be no more secrets, no more secrets you know, like uh, coding games and secretive plans. So that message is very, very powerful. So here in Surah Al-Tariq, as in other surahs, uh, in these Jews or in this period of revelations, the topic of resurrection is also mentioned. But this time it is actually the topic of resurrection itself, yeah, the actual resurrection. And the point is quite strong. I mean, it sounds a little bit raw, not very nice, pleasant maybe uh, to hear. Like maybe you can say it's not insulting, but it is humiliating in a way. Like, uh, But it's good for us. Sometimes it's good for our egos to be told that we are, we, we are not that significant. We, you know, we are not worthless, but we don't need that much. Because if we think of our origin, how we came about, so the point is made that the one who can create a baby from a tiny uh, fluid, sperm, can certainly bring the dead to life again. So it urges the non-believers to think again before they continue their oppression of the believers. Why? Again, like last yesterday we said, one day they will all stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for their own trial and no one will be able to protect them. Yeah, Allah has not sent the Quran as a joke or amusement. So this is like another very strong message from this surah. So all their secrets will be revealed one day. And what is wrong with them? Don't they understand that they were created from something worthless, something which we regard as filthy or not pure and it's not even important, okay? So why would they grow in so much arrogance and reject the truth? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is questioning. And above everything, why do they keep committing crimes and torturing people when we, they are being told they'll be brought one day for a final judgment day and everything will be revealed? So how come? Why do they do that? And on top of everything, there'll be no one on that day to help them. Yeah? No one can protect them from Allah's justice, Allah's revenge for what they have done wrong. Uh, so it's very strong. And then Allah says, uh, This Quran, وَمَا هُوَ بِالْهَزْلِ Really, like that. Yeah, so you can, I can read the translation. Allah says, وَمَا هُوَ بِالْهَزْلِ Surely this Quran is a word which makes things clear. Okay, It is not a joke. Like that, Allah mentions. So this Quran was not sent down as a joke or amusement, but a way to make things clear, 
to humans so that they may choose the best ways for themselves. So this is what al-fasl means. It means fasl bayn al-haqq wal-batil. You know, clear uh, guide, as I said to you, like a compass, uh, a tool which al-furqan, yeah, makes you, helps you to distinguish between right and wrong. Okay, evil and uh, bad and good, you know, vice and virtue. So <clears throat> that's what the Quran is really. It's not like uh, sometimes I talk to Sheikh Tariq. It's like it is very beautiful, you know, poetic as well at some verses. But the whole point really is not that I perfect my recitation of the Quran and then I sing the Quran day and night, whatever I feel like it, or to show off to people that I can recite it nicely and well. Don't. That's not the point. The main point really is that we ponder over its verses. The message that it brings, we apprehend, it sinks in, it take, we take it in and, and live by it. And then, even more importantly, any rulings which come in the Qur'an, whatever Allah says, do not do, yeah, prohibitions like, or do this, pray, give zakat, give in charity, become generous, you've got to do that. That is what the Qur'an is about. So in that sense, it is like a constitution, the store for human civilizations, for us to live. And it's not a book, it's not a manual of any particular science as well, but rather a comprehensive guide that can actually help you in whatever you do in your life. And it's timeless for all ages and all times. And this notion, knowing uh, how to, you know, like how to make informed decisions and then make the right decisions, when the time arises to make one, is the most uh, handy and, and, and best tool for us to succeed in our life. Because when, when the time comes for us to draw a line, to make a decision, if we don't know, don't have the knowledge, yeah? sacred knowledge of course, and we don't know what is good and right, then we will never know how to make decisions which will benefit us in our favor. We'll constantly make wrong judgments foolish decisions, and then we will suffer, and our families will suffer, and everyone else will suffer. So in that sense, people of the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects them with it. He basically uh, enlightens their mind so that whatever they do, wherever they go, they go with that approach, and inshallah ta'ala, they will always make the right choice. They'll make the right decision. So that is why the Qur'an is, is a cure, a guide, it's a light, it's a mercy. It's so powerful, yeah? it's so strong, and it is basically the book uh, that can basically take any uh, particular uh, group of people out of trouble, only if they stick to it, if they take it firmly, if they follow it properly. So even in today's time and age, where we see loads of problems, financial crisis, yeah? uh, wars here and there, illnesses, diseases, this and that, I still believe that if people follow the Qur'an properly, you know, prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they would see brighter days, better future. So the Qur'an is like that. The symbol of new life, sprouting from humble beginnings, against difficult odds, is hinted at in several ayahs in the Qur'an. So in the same way that a small ray of light pierces and overcomes the darkness, 
the tiny sperm splits through the covering of a mother's egg and joins, yeah, and joins with it to make a baby. So, and what Allah mentions as well in the Quran, which is uh, another thing I mentioned the other day when I spoke about the earth, but here is even more uh, explicit. The small seed swells with water and cracks in, yeah, cracks the very earth as it sprouts. So did the small community of poor, young and weak Muslims in Mecca overcome incredible obstacles to spread their message of peace and hope across the Arabian Peninsula and even now throughout the world. Like, really, somebody could do a study, but I already believe that there is no major town, city definitely no, but there is no major town in the world where there is no a masjid. <laughs> not just the people are not praying that there is no Muslim and a van. I think there is no town in the world, in the West, Western Hemisphere, East, whatever, Far East, wherever you go, uh, any continent, I think there are Muslims there. And there are mosques, okay? So the message really prevailed, as you can see. Why? Because the foundations were right. It was all guided by the Qur'an and the Sunnah, the Prophet And therefore they had to succeed. So this parable, which uh, you know, we mentioned here, really is taken from this Surah Al-Tariq. Okay, this example. So I can just read it one more time. So, uh, in the same way that the small ray of light pierces and overcomes the darkness, and you can actually see that like when it's like very cloudy, and then you can see the clouds split a bit and the, 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 the sun rays come through and you can see loads of light coming in. Or if you want, don't want to follow that particular light, even artificial light, a lamp. There's darkness, you see you're like your phone, torch, and you point to there, wow. Small ray of light, but it pierces through and it, you know, it lightens everything. And it eventually does what? Overcome the darkness. And this is exactly what happens with An-Najm al-Saqib. You know, like how it comes is dark at night and then towards the morning, the dawn. There is this uh, star, particular star, which is so bright and sparkling light. And then and it does so until the dawn cracks in. And then the day overta overtakes, like there's sun, basically, light and we can see the day. Now we can't even see the stars in daytime. Why? Because this more light came and it took away the darkness. So similarly, this surah mentions tiny bit of sperm, yeah, splits through the covering of a mother's egg and joins with it together and then a baby comes, embryo, yeah. So Another example, parable, small seed, yeah? The small seed swells with water, okay? You put in the soil, okay? And there is like moisture, water, and cracks the very earth as it sprouts out. Just think about it, like the little thing growing from a bean or whatever, potato. I don't know if you saw how the potatoes crack. Or corn, you know, just one, one piece. A grain of rice, isn't it? Uh, whatever it is. That weak, something small, how can that pierce the earth? The earth cracks, opens for it. 
يَخْرُجُ نَبَاتُهُ بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِ Okay, so it is Allah who does that. And the soil, which is barren-like, nothing can grow out of it. It doesn't happen. You understand? وَلَا يَخْرُجُ إِلَّا وَالَّذِي خَبُّثَ لَا يَخْرُجُ إِلَّا نَكِدًا نَكِدًا So, it's, it's a miracle, really. Like, if you just think, I'm not encouraging you to, be, to work on agriculture, but at least sometimes we should think about it. And that's where the food, the staples, you know, the main food comes for us. If this phenomenon wasn't happening, we will all die out of hunger. It's not enough just to live on meat, isn't it? Killing animals. But even if we had only that, we'll kill all the animals that we can eat. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so kind and He is giving us clear signs in everything. And at the same time, He is basically also reassuring us with those miracles, with those symbols. They are your source of, li- source of life for you, but also source of hope for you. And it is the light of Iman, which is the most important to basically to pierce into our hearts. So in the same way like these two examples, so did the small community of poor and young and weak Muslims. They overcame incredible obstacles and they spread the message of Islam being led by the Messenger of Allah, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, across the Arabian Peninsula. And now the message of Islam, mashallah, uh, has reached every corner of the world. So, in other words, I can just summarize it like this. There's always light, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, for those people who are praying for it, will always uh, make, uh, facilitate the means so that the light of guidance the light of faith reaches your heart. Secondly, this surah in a way is telling us we should never lose hope. Even if there are trouble sometimes, difficult times, better days are about to come. Okay? And thirdly, this Quran, yeah, this revelation was not sent down as a joke. It's a serious revelation. Secondly, it's not an amusement either. You don't just sing it and, you know, boast about with it and, and show off. It's actually the content of this Qur'an which really matters for us that will, uh, inshallah ta'ala, provide us sufficient uh, resources to attain the ultimate salvation. And finally, uh, we can say all those people who are emerged in, in wrongdoing, in evil and uh, committing atrocities and injustice, don't they understand that Allah is overseeing everything they do and one day they'll be brought before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he will judge them for every single little thing they did or said and they will have no one to help them on that time. They can't plead in any way or form. So we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enlighten us uh, with strong boost of iman in this blessed month of Ramadan and strong sense of taqwa so that we become fully and properly conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we, of course, pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this book beloved to us, so that we read it more and more and more, and we study it more and more and more, and we understand it more and more and more, so that we can benefit from it uh, in our lives, inshallah, and benefit those around us. And, of course, we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he accepts all of our efforts, our acts of worship, and that he oversee, he overlooks, yeah, 
uh, and forgives us any shortcomings and any mistakes that we have committed on our part. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم سبحانك اللهم نستغفرك ونتوب إليك ونصلي ونسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا وزدنا من فضلك وجودك وكرمك علما وتعليما سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة